Welcome to the Growing Together podcast, a show for inspiring conversation and practical steps to help your church become the church where all generations thrive. I'm your host, Justin Koo, and today my guest is Dr. Heather Thompson-Dane. She's an interdenominational speaker whose work has been featured in Newsweek, The Today Show, and BBC Radio Live. The author of seven books, including It's Not Your Turn and Confessions of a Christian Wife. Dr. Day currently works as an associate professor of communication at Colorado Christian University. So we've been talking a lot about your Twitter presence, online community, and how it connects to your in-person church. And I want to just like dive head, oh, what's the phrase? Head deep? That's not the right phrase. Head first. Head first. I want to dive head first into this idea of online community. What is necessary to fuel an online community that is warm, inviting, where people love to be a part of it? Heather, you've done this exceptionally. Take it away for us. Yeah, so something that I've talked about online is that I've noticed when people are online, they tend to respond to the comments of the people who they perceive to be able to give them something that they want, right? So if somebody with a blue check mark, for example, who has 50,000 followers comments, you better believe that you're gonna write them back and engage. But then the person who comments with maybe five followers, sometimes people don't respond to them. And I say, totally flip that mindset. You want to be the most engaged with the person with five followers because the person with five followers is going to be there for you and show up for you and put your notifications on so that they don't miss your tweet every single time. And so I think that just that mindset of, okay, how do I see people who often don't feel seen? When you take that online, it really matters. And I think it's part of what creates a warm environment because you're developing relationship with people. Yeah. Respond respond to them. Yeah. This isn't dissimilar to like an IRL in real life church. Like if you walk in the building and you're completely ignored, like people are just looking past you the entire time, you can be like, well, this clearly didn't matter. In the same way, if you're posting online and it's just an echo chamber, like you're going to feel pretty discouraged. But when someone pays attention to you, like that's when you start to say, oh, there might be a connection with that person. There might be something worth sharing there. Yeah, but we do that in church too, don't we? Yeah, unfortunately. So we cater to the people that we know have more money. We cater to the people that we know have a bigger following online. We, I mean, this is not unique. Even in Jesus' day, he says, you love the people with you know the expensive robes and to give them the best place at the table. We've, we've always done this as a culture. And I'm saying, if you intentionally say, I don't want to be like that, my brain is going to be wired to do that but how do I fight that and combat it? The first step is acknowledging we have a problem. I think that creates a really warm environment on Twitter where people genuinely feel like their voice matters. Now I will say I have gotten worse at this because I actually get social anxiety from to read comments anymore because I'll get so many negative ones sometimes. Yeah. I just don't even read them. And I, and it's not fair for all the wonderful people who have supported me along the way that now I'm like, uh, I struggle to even, I honestly often don't even read the comments now. I, I think that that's fair. I think that's something that I've kind of done in my social media journey. Um, I, I'd say, I, I have said, and it's true, up to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, I responded personally to every single comment that ever came through. And it was a very big, important value of mine to build community. And it's not something that I do like anywhere near as much anymore um, because of kind of what you're saying. And so people hearing this, they might be feeling like, oh, there's two different messages coming out. Like you need to respond to everybody and then, ah, but you don't practice what you preach. So 
uh, I guess for even for my own sake, like how do I reconcile the fact that this is something I believe is important, but also like there are some very real, I don't know, dangers are the right words, but you know, there's, there's, there's a cost to be able to use this platform. Actually, and now Justin too, I'm thinking like, at least if I get a negative comment, there's going to be 15 other people that jump in and defend me, right? right? But I'm thinking about the person with 30 followers who gets a negative comment, and that's the only comment on your post. How does that create a warm environment for them? Mm. You know, so it's the internet is 1000% a very mixed bag. And I really believe you have to find your people. And there are strategies that you can use to fast fasten to make that happen more quickly. <laughs> Neither of us are doing well with words today. <laughs> you, you can do that more quickly. Like just w look up the top 10 people that care about things similar to they, the, as you do and start responding in their comments. That was the yeah. first thing that I started doing. And I started just building community just by responding to people in Jen Hatmaker's comments. Yeah, I think that that's an, an, an overlooked uh, technique when, when it comes to what I first started doing. How do I get my name out there kind of initially and start to, to, to create a community around what I'm doing? It was literally finding the people who are influencers in the field that I care about and then trying to actually build one-on-one -on -one relationships with them. Because what you're just described early on is exactly what's happening. They're commenting on this big name, whoever, but they're getting crickets back. But if you right. show up and you're responding and you're providing like great questions and great insights to what they're asking, like they're gonna say oh who's this person and even if you only have a few followers you do this consistently enough they're gonna say wow you know heather's got something to say she she has a perspective that's 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 really refreshing and unheard i want to check out what else she's got to offer yeah i think communication so a big thing in communication is people think you have to convince everybody about how fantastic and interesting you are my mm. brother was going on a date recently and he was like i'm just i'm not interesting i just don't know how to do this i said Bro, it is not about you being interesting. It's about you making her feel like she is interesting. Mm. And that's the goal of communication. That should be the goal of your online communication. Sure, post your thoughts, but how do you validate the thoughts of others? And when you do that, people will like you. This is true of communication in real life. It's true of communication online. Find people and don't lie, be authentic. Of course. But find people that you're like, Hey, this was a great thought and validate it and tell them I'm, I'm big into retweets too. I think it's really important. How do I elevate the thoughts and ideas of somebody else? Yeah. I think something that, um, that Caleb does really well when it comes to this is that he's, I think part of his regular content, Caleb Isley, humans of Adventism. Sorry, I should have given that part. If you haven't followed him, check him out. He does a really great job. He shares stories of other people's lives. And, and oftentimes what he does in addition to that is he shares what he's learned from a person or what he appreciates about that person. And it's a really beautiful way to say, hey, I see you. I see what you're doing and what you're doing matters. And I think that when someone sees you in that way and publicly acknowledges you, you can't help but feel like that, like endeared to this person just a little bit more. Yeah. In the book, Good to Great, mm -hmm. it says that it's about mirrors and windows. Bad leaders, when things are going right, look in a mirror. Good leaders, when things are going right, look out the window. Hmm. Right? And they attribute what's going right to the people around them. So find times online to look out the window. I know that the format is created for a public broadcast of yourself, but looking out the window is a super important component to leadership. And I think it's also important to online communication. Uh, there's, 
there was this interesting paradigm shift that I remember hearing about when it comes to leadership. And it used like the story of, of Batman and, and Alfred. And the idea was that most people think of leadership being like, you're the Batman character. You're the one that's going out there fighting the bad guys and getting the ladies and all, whatever the case is. But this, this book was saying that true leadership is actually being the Alfred role. It's, it's about providing people with the resources and the training and the emotional supports and bad, you know, uh, bandaging up their wounds. And when you do that and then they become the heroes, that's when you as a leader have truly succeeded. And I think that if we have this altruistic view of community where it's not about what I can get and how many people can I bring to my church, but it's about how can I prepare you for the world out there, we actually see the, the very thing that we're chasing after happen. I totally agree. I tell my students, when you are going to have a conversation, all of the energy that you typically spend wondering how that person is perceiving you, I want you to channel it thinking, how do I change how this person perceives themselves? And what will happen is people will want to keep talking to you. Mm. It, is, it is such an easy thing and a small thing to make people feel seen. And that truly is, and I feel like especially as Christians, like there's so many people that just feel like they're not being heard. And so how do we validate? I know for myself, this is back, I probably had like a thousand followers and Ty Gibson retweeted me like two years ago. <laughs> and I like, I literally, I freaked out. But what it did outside of like, it gave me, you know, more followers, but outside of that, <laughs> it did was it validated me. And I'm not kidding. I was more likely to keep tweeting because Ty Gibson told mm. me essentially tweet your thoughts matter. And so because I know what that feels like, I want to be very intentional to create that space for other people because then we have more engaged Christians. Mm. I really believe the future of the church cannot be celebrity pastors. It has to be a movement of people who feel like their ideas matter and are as much a part of the conversation as Stephen Furtick. Yeah. You had mentioned uh, earlier on in your journey, only oh, quote unquote, only having a thousand you know, followers on Twitter to a lot of people. That's like the ceiling. Like if I could somehow reach a thousand, like this is, this is going to blow my mind. And, and I want to like try and hold both of these ideas in tension where it's intention where it's like, Oh, dream big. You know, you can, you can be able to reach like millions of people, but also, Hey, even if you only have a dozen followers, even if you only have 30 followers, like that's going to be so really important, really impactful. So how do we keep in tension this idea of, you know, I want to reach the small people, quote unquote, small people, sorry, that even that language, I don't like that language, but you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? How do we do well, that, but also dream big as far as what we could accomplish online? You know, and I'm going to give you an answer that you gave me. Oh, okay, great. My class, <laughs> two years ago, probably. And I'm, and I've never forgotten it. And he said, you know, people will post a video and they'll say, Oh my goodness, I'm embarrassed. I only got 10 views. And you said, but that's 10 people. Stop thinking views and think people. Imagine if you did a Bible study and 10 people showed up, how successful would you feel? And that idea of, you know, forgetting about the 99 and going for the one and seeing people as individuals and seeing social media, not as likes or hits, but real people, I think, is how we create intentional online community. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I couldn't say it better myself, but I was like, I realized you were <laughs> quoting me. <laughs> I'm over here patting myself on the back. It was so true. And I tell, I, I teach social media. I tell my students that every single semester. Stop. This is people, 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 people. Yeah. Before you post, just think people, how do I connect? How do I do this? 
people, 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 people. Just realize I'm looking for people. And it's okay. And truly, truly, if two people like it, is that not enough? Yeah. If two people said great thought, you'd be like, wow, this was a great day. So we have to stop. The problem with social media is all the social comparison that we do. Because mm. I get two likes, but then I look and I see this person has 100 and they said nap nap time and you get 100 <laughs> likes and you're like well then what's the point you yeah. know but no, just you have and i really believe too for for all people christians especially be faithful with your few i really believe that god has called us to be faithful in our small spaces and so i had a student at a, that did a speech the other day and she said she was on broadway and she was like, I had various roles and eventually she got a role to play a spoon in Beauty and the Beast oh, on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And she said she kept working and a couple of years later, eventually she got the role as Belle. And she said, I, the, the way it works in show business is you don't deserve to be Belle unless you were willing to be a spoon. And that was like, all people need to hear that message. Like mm. be a spoon. Be faithful in your small corner and just do it because it matters for your own integrity. That, that, that's so good to be the spoon. You know, Jesus said similar things, right? Being faithful in the little things like prepares you to be faithful when you have a lot on your plate. And I think that's so important for us to be to be thinking about when it comes to like, really, how do we engage online? Because, you know, we, we all think about the end in in mind. And I think it's it's healthy to think about your goals and your purposes of, of being online. Like, we all think about, oh, you know, our church is going to grow. We're going to get baptisms and we're going to bring like this thing. And it's going to be this massive swell of young people in our church. And like, yeah, I want that too. And, and, I, and I want that for you. And I think that if you're working towards that direction, beautiful, keep doing it. All, all the best to you. But also, don't feel like every interaction up to that one defi defined point is worthless. Every interaction that you have to get there matters as well. And so even if you, quote unquote, never get there, you never have the baptism, you never have that moment where your church doubles in size, you've still reached people where they were at. You've reached people who were struggling with depressions and anxiety, who had doubts and questions, who felt like they didn't belong, who wasn't sure like if anyone even noticed them. Like every time that you engage online, there is a human being on the other side and it's worth it even if nothing else happens, but they feel affirmed in who they are as a human being. Yeah, and your integrity matters. When you get to where you're going, the most important thing to bring with you is your integrity. And that's created. Integrity is tested and it's created. And we have to show up when nobody's clapping for us and nobody's watching. So I have a book coming out in spring. Oh. And the title is, It's Not Your Turn. And the whole premise is, who you are when it's not your turn is more important than who you will be when it is. That's super good. For, for those of us who are watching this episode in the future, crazy how technology works, where do we get this book? Because it sounds awesome. It'll, it'll be on uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, it's, it's by a big Christian publisher, so it'll be everywhere, but um, it'll be out in spring, April or May. Awesome. We'll check it out.